This is Neon and Beyond. Thank you so much for coming along on the journey this morning as we get you up close and personal with amazing things that still continue to happen here in Las Vegas, Clark County, Southern Nevada, and the greatest state ever, that is Nevada. I'm your host, Steph McKenzie. I'd love to hear from you. You can always email me. It's Steph, S-T-E-P-H, at point P-O-I-N-T 97.com. All right, so... A really good friend of Neon and Beyond, a great organization, Hope Means Nevada. And I really hope that you take the time to get to know them even more. They have grown leaps and bounds, a fun grassroots organization that has just gone to so many great levels to help because their mission is to end teen suicide in Nevada. And this morning we are joined with Guard Jamison, the treasurer of Hope Means Nevada. Guard, good morning to you. How are you? I am doing great, Steph, and thank you so much for having us on this morning. Absolutely. You know, I had two wonderful ladies that have helped with this organization. Right when they started, they were doing really cool painted rocks. Um, That started me, the introduction to Hope Means Nevada. And then I know that um, Lady Gaga has done a lot here in Nevada and in Las Vegas. So you guys are just growing. Well, it's very exciting. It's very exciting. It's you know, it was the journey began about actually 20 years ago when a group of us started the Children's Advocacy Alliance in Southern Nevada. And my heart just dropped when I was told that one out of 10 of our teenagers attempt suicide. And at our first gathering where we had legislators there and we had folks from very high positions within the county and city governments there, um, they all just leapt up, got onto their cell phones, started calling people. But then a kind of apathy uh, emerged, and people weren't taking it seriously. And I I have to look them in the eye and say, do you understand what that means? Count it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That one attempted suicide. Right. And it... That statistic, as the report from the Surgeon General has suggested, has gone up, not down. And so we're kind of in a crisis mode, and we kind of all know why. We're in a very difficult time now, historically. Well, and I have to say, too, how did, well, I have so many questions for you this morning. But first, Hope Means Nevada, you've been involved in helping this issue for 20 years, like you said. And Hope Means Nevada, how did this develop? Well, uh, Julie Murray and I and my dear wife, Dr. Florence Jamison, uh, were involved with the Nevada Medical Center, and the Nevada Medical Center was looking at a lot of different issues uh, facing Nevadans, and we, we really boiled it down to one that we really wanted to focus on, which was mental health, and specifically mental health for our teens. And so out of the Nevada Medical Center, Hope Means Nevada uh, emerged. And Marianne Mealy uh, came aboard and several other individuals, including the Edgeworth uh, girl's mother, Angela, who uh, her and her husband run a pitiped. And uh, it's just been a wonderful journey because the energy that has been brought to this issue is quite significant and good things are happening. 
It has been fun to be on this journey with you guys. This morning, we're talking with Guard Jamison, the treasurer for Hope Means Nevada. You can also find out all you need to know. And if you missed anything this morning, because we have a lot of information, hopemeansnevada.org. And Guard, one of the things that was pretty scary to myself, and I know a lot of people listening this morning as we talk about teen suicide, Nevada was the number one state during the pandemic. And with all of this going on, where are we today in Nevada with teens? Well, we're, we're, we're getting better. Uh, as we say, when we look at the statistics, and again, the Children's Advocacy Alliance, we, did the, we do the statewide report card on children, and it's not a good report. If your children brought that report card home, you wouldn't be happy. Um, but what we see is hope, and hope is the North Star. It is the pole star by which we are guiding ourselves. And the exciting thing about this piece is it's not just a legislative fix, although there's been legislation around it to give the kids a day off, a mental health day off uh, occasionally when they need it, uh, but it's also at the level of the children themselves, of the teens themselves. So within the schools, uh, what we see emerging are what are called hope squads, which is kind of a neat name. Yes. And these, these are kids who have their antenna up. They have a quality of compassion in their hearts, and when they see somebody who's kind of looking down or looking like they're in a difficult situation, they are responding to that uh, person, and they are embracing that person, and they are keeping an eye on that person to make sure that person is doing well. So we have the Ask Five uh, program where we really want people to reach out and just connect with somebody. So I have a sister who tends to be a little depressed, and I connect with her once a week and just, Joanne, how are you doing today? And invariably, that lifts uh, that person. And so I encourage your listening audience to ask five, to reach out to five people today and every day and just check in with them. That is such a good, good piece of advice. And I know through all of this, I've been able to talk to so many different great organizations and obviously something unlike anything we've ever seen. But this right here, Mental Issues not only with yourself listening this morning, but especially with teens, it's as simple as just checking in on your friends and your neighbors, just making yeah. sure that you're, especially this morning talking about teens, helping your teen in your home or teens that you might know, checking on the kids that are going to school with them, right? Yes, exactly. And what's fascinating, Steph, is maybe you've heard the term mirror neurons, but the mirror neurons in our brain suggests that when you smile at somebody, they will probably smile too. And if they don't, you've at least, at the very least, you've unlocked the smiling muscles in their face. And so I have a story uh, from my alma mater where one of the psych students was taught about mirror neurons. She went back to the dorm. There was a girl who was goth, and I think you know what I mean. She was dark and had all the makeup on and she would scowl and growl at everybody she saw. <laughs> and this person, this student, just smiled at her. And after two weeks, she reported back to her psych professor. After, excuse me, after three weeks, she reported back that the goth girl came up to her and said, thank you for seeing me. Aww. So this is what happens with just a smile. I know. And yeah. it's so simple, and we need to practice that more in every day of our lives. Everyone, everyone listening, yeah. try and smile at least five times a day to someone you don't even know. And I know it's as easy as walking in the, the grocery store, you know, smile. 
Exactly. Right? And, and, and we, as we say, fake it till you make it. You may not feel like smiling, but just put it on anyway and see how you feel. Right. <laughs> I tell my students I teach at the University of Nevada in the philosophy department, I tell them, really, there are two doors. One is a door of fear, anxiety, and anger, and the other is a door of love, joy, and peace. And you have options, and you've been told that you're going to live out of that door of anxiety and fear, but that's not true. Your birthright is the, is the door of love, joy, and peace. So I say, you know, this course, I'm going to give you some practical techniques to move you from this place to that place. And that's what these hope squads are doing. They're helping these young people to realize that they have options, that they don't have to live constantly in despair and depression. And I love the motto, it's okay to not be okay, you know? Oh, yes. I love yes. that. Well, there's a lot of trauma in the world now, and we know uh, as a result of the pandemic that trauma has just gone up. It's also as a result of, and I'm going to be blunt here, Steph, it's as a result of the lack of social-emotional learning um, in our schools and in our families. And this whole field of SEL is really taking off right now. And people are appreciating that you can't, as we've done in our curriculum, take the kids off the playground because you reduce their social-emotional learning. I don't know if you know, but in our elementary schools, you've given an option of either you go to lunch or you can play. That's not an option. That's right. not right. right. That when you were growing up, I'm sure you had playtime. And so, again, that social-emotional engagement with other students is so critical. So we need to take a hard look at what we're doing in our curriculum, what we're doing in our homes, and what, how we're smiling each day. Uh, you're so, so right. Now, one of the things that I want to kind of shift back to and get on the level of the suicide, right? That's the issue at hand, teen suicide this morning. We're talking mm -hmm. with Guard Jamison, treasurer for Hope Means Nevada. And as far as the statistics, we're getting better, like you said. Um, a lot of work still ahead of us. But when it comes to teen suicide, for those listening, let's, let's get a little deep here. It mm -hmm. is serious. What are some things that we can A, be looking for, and B, how can we help navigate through that so we don't have an end result that's tragic? Well, I think the most important thing, Steph, is, is to look for people who are isolating, kids who are isolating themselves. When you see that kind of social isolation, uh, you realize there's something else going on. So, uh, you know, I'm in touch with uh, the mother of Jesse Lewis, who was a six-year-old child who was killed um, back in Connecticut at that tragic shooting, um, Adam Lanza. And he was an isolated kid. He lived down in his basement. He played his, uh, his computer games. His mother really wasn't in touch with him. And in fact, she was one of the casualties. And so again, when you see that kind of isolation, um, antenna should go up. Uh, you should be aware that maybe there's some issues here that need to be dealt with because each of us is born for relationship. I think the greatest philosophy that I've ever shared with my students in the philosophy department comes from Nat King Cole, and it's the song Nature Boy, which suggests that the greatest lesson you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. And that suggests, again, that we're born for relationships. So look for those individuals who are self-isolating and reach out and see if you can't make connection, and if you can't make connection, then find ways in which connection can be made. Well, when we say the word suicide, it's very scary. So when you're talking about making a connection, give us some tips on how to do that. 
Well, it's, it's as, again, it's as simple as smiling at that individual and asking them, how are you doing? Um, because in most cases, these individuals are socially isolated. And I'll give you an example that Lady Gaga likes to share of a situation that occurred in San Francisco where the fellow young man was heading toward the Golden Gate Bridge, which is the popular place to commit suicide in San Francisco. And he said to himself, if just one person smiles at me, I won't do it. And lo and behold, all the way up there to the Golden Gate Bridge, nobody smiled. And when he got to the edge of the bridge, he found a tourist there. And the tourist came up, no smile, no engagement, and just said, will you take a picture of me? He took the picture and then he jumped. But he survived. He survived the fall to tell the tale. And that's really as simple as it is. It's just a matter of reaching out. But again, most of us are traumatized personally, collectively, and ancestrally, three levels of trauma. And so we have layers to move through. And so we need actually some practices. We need breathing practices. We need a practice of just a little bit of silence, a little bit of separation where we can gather our wits and we can reflect a little bit about, about what's going on. But then we can go out there and engage. And the biggest thing, my wife and I uh, started Volunteers in Medicine in Southern Nevada. The biggest thing is to go out there and find some way in which you can help other people. Because when you do that, you release serotonin and oxytocin and all these good chemicals in your body that are going to make you feel good. And uh, my grandmother was friends with Albert Schweitzer, who said, the only real happy people that I've met in this life are the people who have served, who know how to serve. Agreed. Amen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so, again, so true. getting kids out and getting them engaged, and that's what Lauren and Carolyn uh, Edgeworth have been doing so wonderfully with our teen committee and with the groups there in the various schools. But we just need to create a tidal wave of compassion within our community. If we do that then I think we're on the way to healing all of these wounds. Absolutely. And one of the other pieces of advice that I'd love everyone to take away from today is seeking professional help when needed. We've been saying this throughout the whole pandemic from the beginning and continuing. And I'm a big believer in this, but you know, like we've talked about, if you're sick, you go to the doctor. Seeing a therapist when you experience mental health challenges is not bad and it doesn't make you less of a person. And I'm sure you would agree, Gard. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I tell people I used to be nervous and jerky. I'm just jerky now. <laughs> I've, 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 I've been to therapy for many years, and therapy is really an important feature. And again, our, one of our issues here in the state of Nevada is the lack of good therapists. Our wonderful universities are doing their best to generate new therapists every year who can get out there and help. And that's coming along, and that's good. But again, I'm going to be blunt. We don't have reciprocity in our state. We need to let people who come across the state line, who have 25 years of practical experience in providing therapeutic care, to be licensed in the state of Nevada. And it's that simple. There's a whole group of individuals, a lot of individuals, who would step in and help if our licensing agencies would help. Well, that's a good call to action right there, Guard. Now, for mm-hmm. everyone listening this morning, please take the time, get involved, find out more about it at hopemeansnevada.org. And with the uh, suicide rate on teens getting better, that means that people are listening and all 
of us together are making that change. Guard Jameson, the treasurer from Help Needs Nevada, I really appreciate you taking the time this morning. And I think the biggest thing to take away from this morning and chatting with you is put a smile on your face everywhere you go. Couldn't agree with you more. And again, that was Nat King Cole's song. If you've not listened to it, it's called Smile. Oh, that's awesome. Guard Jameson, treasurer, Help Needs Nevada, thank you for taking the time this morning. Thank you, Steph. We'll chat soon. God bless you all. God bless you. Bye-bye.